I am sweating. I am red. Chris, I don't know if you're trying to walk me down. Oh, my God. That was so – I was like, I don't know how the fuck we're going to get through the gambling corner if he's like – Getting a one-bedroom apartment or something? What the fuck's going on? Oh, no. We couldn't be better, oh, bro. You're no, a I piece just, of wanna... shit. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 24. Uh, as always, please subscribe. You can find us on iTunes. Just search MAB Sports, leave five stars. Tell a friend and shoot us an email, guys. We like read them on the air. Hit us at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana, and with me, as always, Coming at you with that BDE, most Woo! awesome. That's right. Coming with that big data energy. <laughs> That's right. I'm not talking Brandon Delaney energy. No Brandana energy. It's BDE. Yeah, catch up episode 23. You'll know what we're talking about. Uh, how you doing, bro? Exactly. Oh, man. I got to tell you what, bro. I am reeling after last week's episode. The three-peat came and just just crushed me just hurt me on the inside plus we had that that big lady energy with yep. uh uh with Callie mm-hmm. doing wonders getting a five star right out of the gate took me took me 39 years to get a five star right out of the gate mr four star hitting her with a five star yes sir five so. star yeah that was a good, that was a good energy a lot of great feedback of kind of balancing out our bro energy uh we're gonna have to have her back that was a lot of fun she was good uh, yeah, we're hitting it on this short week, just showing you that we can do it. Because you know what? When when one of us has something come up in our life, that it doesn't mean that's a, a no-pod week. It just means we uh-huh. can get it out when Never. we got to get it out. So we're dropping exactly. this on, on Thursday, brother. A lot of uh, preseason football going on. Exactly. We're a pod of the people, so we gotta yep. we got to give them what they want. All right. Uh, well, let's fucking give them what they want. All right. This week, we're talking to Ripped from the headlines, we're doing college quarterback controversies. We'll do the mm-hmm. MAB inbox. We have two emails sitting there. MA, MA parenting tips. Excited to get one of these back. Uh, we're talking life changes. We'll do the Neapolitan yep. showdown. We're talking best chips. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to pop into Brandana Gambling Corner and cover the AFC East segment 7 of 8 of NFL Futures. And then we're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP and our 62nd tale from the frat. There you go. Let's get into this motherfucker. All right. Bring him to the jams. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Come on. All right. Rip from the headlines. We are talking... College quarterback controversies. We're doing this. Okay, so I asked Most Awesome to do me a favor. Each year, I try to get into college football. You follow college football, right, Most Awesome? I do. I do, yep. Okay, so why are we talking this this year? We're talking about this because of the uh, reigning NCAA champions, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They got a little quarterback controversy. If, if, uh, if our fans remember the championship game against Georgia last year, uh, they had started Jalen Hurd all year long, and then at halftime made the switch to their, I believe it was a redshirt freshman or just a, a regular freshman, Tua, I'm going to butcher the last name, Tui Vagalia or something mm-hmm. like that. 
and he came out there and uh, basically took the game over. And so now they have a quarterback controversy where they have Jalen, their incumbent quarterback, who is I think lost two games in his career as a starter, and this young young gun, uh, uh, now sophomore, who is uh, who's probably arguably arguably a better quarterback prospect than than Jalen Hurd is. Okay, so I did gamble on that game. Ooh. And yeah, I think we were uh, we were filming something in Florida, and then I was like, "Oh, it's the national championship! Like, I want to keep it sure. interesting." And then ended up staying up and thankfully watching the end of that game. Why the quarterback switch at halftime? Is that uh, something normal? Were people losing their minds? Oh yeah, I mean that was a talk about you want to talk about BDE. Nick yeah. Nick Saban's got some BDE on that making right. that switch. Just uh, that's a gutsy call because, like I said, the whole unlike any other position in football or even in basketball, the quarterback is the one position where they don't you don't really unless you're injured or you are just you were just playing terrible. You can't hold on to the ball. You don't get subbed out. You play. There's like a a thing to the rhythm and the way that the command of the the offense goes that you don't make changes at that personnel, even if that person's not performing. Um, so that was a huge, huge gamble by Saban, and it's why he's probably the greatest college uh, college football coach of this era because he's willing to throw his chips in the middle and, and lay it on Tua. And, and it shows that it was the right call. So um, a little bit yeah. of what happened, yeah, they came out to victory. He's got to do what he's got to do. And I think to one of um, – Jalen did come out and kind of do something I don't think we see a lot, especially in college football, was kind of – you know, not necessarily throw the coaching staff underneath the bus, but it was just like, hey, like kind of nobody came up and talked to me about this, ask what I thought about the situation. Like it seemed like kind of the internal coaches were trying to like avoid the conversation while the media is just like, who's starting at quarterback for Alabama? The season's almost here. Right. And, and yeah, and, and he did all the right things when he got taken out. Jalen Hurts did all the right thing in, yeah. in taking and, and kind of being the consummate teammate. Um, but yes, like heading into the season, there's been kind of uh, a level of uncertainty because you really only had that last half of the of the football season, and now they're heading into spring game. And a spring games is kind of everyone's getting to playing, everyone's getting like, who, what's our depth look like? And there really hasn't been an announcement of like, hey, who's who's the guy going to be? And you kind of have the 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 locker room who have you know surrounded themselves around Jalen Hurts, have been to war with them. Obviously, Tua came in in the last little bit of the second half, played his ass off, and played really well. But the locker room, again, that quarterback position, they kind of people look to that position. Who is going to be our leader? And and uh, I think they're kind of they're kind of questioning who who's it going to be. Yeah, and for those uh, that didn't hear uh, Hertz's quote, uh, so he was the quarterback that played the first half of the national championship game, uh, got benched. Uh, most awesome's opinion is that he's probably less of the QB prospect for the NFL. For sure. Uh, his quote was, uh, this is a situation that's uncontrollable. Coaches can't control the situation. They try to let it lie down. Uh, no one came up to me the whole spring, coaches included. No one asked me how I felt. No one asked me what was on my mind. Now we're trying to handle the situation. Now, for me, it's kind of late. It's too late. The narrative has already been created. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. And it, and, and here's the thing that is, we talked about athletes understanding like their their marketability and their brand in the NFL. I mean, Jalen Hurts is looking at it like, "Hey, I'm on Alabama. I'm the perennial top five team. Probably my rest of my career, there'll be a top five team, and I'm going to be the guy. And this is my chance to go to the league and showcase my talents. Now, 
what's going to happen to me? What what's going to happen in this situation? And how can I how can I sit there if the coaching staff isn't talking to me about this is what we envision our future and your future here, and they're just going to kind of let it play out like now as a as a as an under as a marketable player, I have to understand like do I go somewhere else? Do I look somewhere else? Is that unheard that's of a grow- to kind of to kind of bounce around? Like as a college quarterback, I know in like college basketball, if you transfer somewhere, you got to sit a year. Is that kind of the same situation for college football? Yeah, yeah. The transfer rules, although the, uh, a lot more uh, college quarterbacks take care or take advantage of the grad transfer rule. Um, so I think the most famous person to take that grad transfer rule that you know was Russell Wilson. Um, he played baseball and was a QB at NC State, then transferred for his graduate year. Uh, so he graduated early, basically, and then uh, went to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, where, yeah, and the reason why you could do the grad transfer is, is if that university doesn't offer a, a master's degree or graduate program at the university that you're at, then you can go and transfer. You don't have to sit out that year. So between the sitting out and the grad transfers, the, the, the sitting out a year, um, players are utilizing that. Pretty, pretty frequently. Even though none of these guys, uh, especially the people who are using it, they're going to the league and they're not going to be in any kind of graduate program anyway? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just a way to – I mean, Russell Wilson was just a way to go from a middling ACC team to uh, a, a pretty pretty good Wisconsin team trying to play in a big bowl and just play against better competition and get more tape. The one thing that – the reason why we've seen so many quarterbacks transfer – is because they want the tape. They need to be shown on film and what they can do. Uh, I was reading an article earlier where the Matt Castles of the world, who basically were a college backup, then making up into the NFL to kind of back up and have a career, even you know making a few million dollars, that doesn't happen anymore. They, they want to see your tape. They want to see what you did in college. So of all the positions, and I think I texted this to you earlier, Brandana, is that um, that of the last from 2011 to 2014, of the the four five stars and the three stars, a grand total of 50 percent of those uh, quarterbacks that were four or five star rated coming out of high school have transferred from the original uh, school that they signed. That's so it's out of that's insane. Half half these yeah. quarterbacks are transferring. Like yeah, three to two hundred. There, yeah, there's about 200 prospects in that time. A hundred of them transferred, because really what happens is in the in the Jalen Hurts situation is, I'm at Alabama. They recruit, they backfill on talent. They're not gonna. It's not like in the NFL where they find their guy and they go, okay, well we're not gonna recruit a quarterback for the next three years, because that you know injuries happen, concussions, transfers, people getting kicked out of school. They've always got to be backfilling, and so guys sit there and. And maybe sometimes their their ranking isn't as as applicable as to what it really should be. You know, maybe they are puffed up a little bit in terms of high school. They get to the college stage and it's a little too much for them. Well, now they now they they realize that I need to go somewhere else if I'm going to get some playing time. And, and it's funny too because Jalen Hurts, he upended a redshirt freshman, Blake Barnett, who was at Alabama, who was a five star guy. And then what is Blake Barnett do immediately when Jalen Hurts wins the job, he goes and transfers to Arizona State. He's at Arizona State. He ends up not winning that job and then transfers to to USF University so he, of Southern uh, Florida. For him specifically, was he sitting a year on these, or was he taking advantage of that 
like how many times can you take advantage of that grad program? Eventually you have to land at a school that has a grad program. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and that one there's, you can also do like a, a hardship thing like shape, shape Patterson who transferred from old miss basically said like the coaches, the coaching staff lied to me and old Miss's suspension. So he was able and, and granted an early release from uh, the NCAA to go and play at Michigan. So I don't know. I'll have to double check on Blake Barnett if he actually utilized something like that, maybe, or like a, if your parent's sick, you can leave and go back to like your hometown or a school close by. If you have a parent sick, sick, and the NCAA will waive that 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 year to sit. Yeah, here's the hardship. It, I can't get the fucking starting position. I'd like to apply right. for that hardship, please. <laughs> and uh, right, and a lot of it does come from the school. The school can sit there and and stand in the way. Ole Miss was standing in the way of Shea Patterson. Um, they were the NCAA, like I said, was the, the my MVP of the week a, a, a few months back because the, this Ole Miss could just sit there and, and defer him from going anywhere else. Part of it is is they don't want him to go to a, a, a team that they're going to play because they're worried about any any game knowledge of Ole Miss taking it to an, another SEC school. Yep, that's so they, they they definitely stand in the way of that sometimes. So what's going on? Uh, what's the other kind of schools out there in the NCAA landscape that kind of have this, like a quarterback conundrum where they're trying to figure it out? Right. So I think, um, I think you know, you talk about Alabama being the the, the perennial one for this year. You've yeah. also got, um, you've got Clemson. Now Clemson had a, a starter Kelly Bryant, who is like a redshirt junior. Who's come in and they and they have they've again they've recruited deep at that position. Um, the article that you sent me had Hunter Johnson, who was a five star guy who ended up transferring to Northwestern, and then uh, Trevor Lawrence is this dual threat quarterback who's a big guy who can fits well in the scheme. Um, a lot of talk out of spring practices is that he is a a phenomenal talent. He's gonna probably they're gonna find it. They're gonna have to find a way to get him on the field and eventually he might uh upend kelly bryant um and then you've got uh the void at ohio i'm not going to say the last part of that you guys can fill in the rest of that (laughs) michigan man here yeah exactly but you got jt uh barnett who was the 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 four-year starter at ohio and he's now graduated moved on um dwayne haskins who filled in in the second half of the because barnett got injured at the michigan game uh came in there played lights out but they've got another dual threat guy, this guy named Tate Martell, um, who is they've they've compared him a little to Johnny Manziel. He's a smaller quarterback, but he's running throwing option. Put up lots of gaudy stats in high school, and so that'll be an interesting uh, uh, matchup to see because Dwayne Haskins has played well in his spot time, um, and then you've got uh, down in Florida, they've got Felipe Franks. And I'm trying to remember the other guy's name right there. Felipe Franks was one of them, and I can't remember the other guy's name that he was going up against, but Drink. that's another one. Drink, I know, I know. So uh, bad. Awesome, brother. Okay, so we're uh, up against it, as we always are for this one. Real fast, though, so I'm going to... Emery Jones. Emery Jones. Okay, he got it. Thank you. They already have their there drink done. Drink one. There you go. You got to spit it back in your cup. <laughs> uh, why... Should I watch college football? What's different? If I watch the pro, I like the pro pro game. Why does it feel like taking a step back and watching kind of like, you know, amateurs do it? Well, because uh, – good point. Um, because, again, it's – it's uh, well, A, if you love football, it is still quality football. 
Um, you're going to see some of these guys kind of coming up in the ranks, right? And if you have a team, see, the downside is is if you don't have a collegiate team that you really root for, yeah. it is kind of hard to just be a casual fan. So you can look to to kind of watch the game of the weeks, wherever college game day ends up to be that that Saturday evening football game. It's nice you, you get some you get some good matchups. You get some really exciting. Um, I think it was 2015 the the Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn with the kick six, where they basically kicked a really long field goal. Alabama did at the end of the game, and the guy uh, caught it in the back of the end zone and returned the the field goal kick all the way back for a score, like a, like a return punt. So you have these incredible moments that, uh, that you just, I don't know, the, the, the feel is a little different in college because taking an L in college basically ruins your national championship yeah. season. So when you get these big-time matchups in the middle of the season or even at the beginning of the season, there's a lot at stake, and these kids know it. These kids understand it. So, like Michigan Notre Dame to start the season, that's a big game for both of their seasons. Yeah, it's not like it's not like uh, Bill Snyder at K State, who you know basically would schedule four cream puffs and then go into Big Twelve competition, basically so he could try and win a bowl game because he was he basically had to get three more division wins so he could qualify for a bowl game. Yeah. Um. So now, now they understand that you got to schedule tough matchups and you got to play. So the, this, it's almost like that single elimination every week for the top teams. Great. Well, fuck it. I got to bet on something on Saturday. I'm in. Let's exactly, figure this out. Exactly. Uh, just, just, you know what? Tally me up as a Michigan Wolverine fan. Let's go. Uh, okay. I love it, baby. You'll be disappointed. <laughs> I didn't think it would be hard to help uh, have you help me get over on that side. Uh, okay. Let's jump into the inbox, brother. All right. Uh, email from a grumpy garçon. Uh, hey fam, first time listener, <laughs> first time caller. Boy, did I enjoy you your server grievances. It made my blood boil. Mission accomplished for us. Uh, I want to add yep. a few more items to your list. Uh, don't ask for a round of ice waters if you're not interested in drinking them. Uh, okay, I spilled my wa- uh, my tray of waters on the table. So what? I'm only human. Stop shouting. Uh, I'm sorry your daughter has a wet shirt, but guess what, Sherlock? Clothes will dry. Here are some extra napkins. Oh, now you want a cocktail. Should have asked earlier when I was listening. Sorry you're sober. Next. Okay. Looks like he went on a little PTSD rant there. But, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, thanks for hitting us up. Uh, like we said, most awesome. And I have both been in the service industry. Uh, you ever spilled a drink on somebody, brother? Oh, have I? And, and I was only in it for a short period of time. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I was. I could not handle the tray. I did not have the tray skill. I was that server that would carry the tray two hands, yeah. set it on the table next to it, and then unload when I got that that like party of eighteen. I just couldn't do it; it wasn't in my thing. Um, but I did remember on a lunch uh, a lunch rush where we had a, a party in the back, and I think it was like an iced tea, and I just dumped it down this dude's back. Oof. In all honesty, he was he was pretty cool about it, but oh my god, the, the just the 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 shame and the. Yeah. Just the, just the, it's just a, a terrible feeling because you know you just ruin this guy's day, and they're all gonna just talk shit on you the second you leave. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Ruin his day, his shirt, his ears are turning red. Your ears are turning red, I'm sure. Like, and then oh yeah, it's the iced tea. So you're at like the beginning of the service, also. So you're just coming back, and you see that. Oh man, uh, that's that's nightmare. I had a thing when I was uh, I was bartending, and 
Oh, such a fucking idiot. Can't believe I'm saying this. Anyway, people would order drinks, and I thought it was hot shit, so I would like slide them down the bar, you know, and then they would catch them. And I tried to do, uh, you know, when it got super busy, we would have, uh, we used plastic cups at Fasto's and Lawrence instead of glass cups just to kind of keep moving quicker because you go through so many sure. of them. And I made a long out of the nice tea, and it was actually uh, York. York was in there and I went to slide oh. yeah I went to slide it down the bar but it's plastic and it just like it like it didn't it moved like 6 inches and then like just flipped over and immediately spilled into his lap cuz I uh, <laughs> I'm I will tell this last story real fast okay do I got time for this story most awesome I of think course, like it. of course so I, I want to go back to what Callie brought up last week where she was talking about like and you I think one of the things on your list was or it might've been hers, like going back and forth, like just order everything you need. Like every time you come back to the table, don't do new shit. This was while I was bartending and I bought, so it was a horse shaped shoe bar and it the bar wasn't busy. And like, I just came over and was like, what can I get for you? And the girl was just like, uh, can I, can I get a, can I get a water? So I put ice in there and I gave her water and she was like, Oh, can I get that with no ice? So I went back, dumped out the ice, filled it with water, came back and she was like, can I actually get like a soda water? Went to the other side, dumped it out, filled it with soda water, and she was like, "Can I get a lemon?" And I was like, "What more do you need to finish this water transaction?" And then, like, <laughs> she walked off with it. Uh, talked so much shit to her boyfriend, and her boyfriend walked up to me. He's like, "You got a fucking problem?" I was like, "Yeah, teach your girlfriend how to order fucking water." Uh, that's that story. Boom, duckets. But she knew what she was doing. That was a little bit of like, "Hey, I'm I'm a uh, Queen Elizabeth here, and I'm ordering my servants around." She knew what she was doing. Yeah, I was Brandana. a little. Yeah, I was a little high maintenance, especially because it was back and forth like she was ordering on the opposite end of the well and it was just kind of like me doing like those basketball wind sprints it was insane and can't she fucking just yell out to you too if she like oh i'm so, yeah, you know exactly. like i get it if exactly. you if you like if you gack your order Let's a little bit out. but you yell it out if it's a quiet time you know yeah this is Come on. yeah this isn't a steak or anything i'm not asking what temperature you need it like it's it's a water you know how you want it hit me with all the details up front hey hey this girl out here is right now is listening brandana she is i know Fuck you. <laughs> Man, I still can't get over that. He's just getting in my face about it. Ugh. All right, moving on. We got email number two. Uh, subject line is Chick Sports Feedback. That was our 303 mm. segment, and hats off to you, That's most right. awesome. You did very well. I crossed it. Um, I crossed it. Here's a little feedback we got. Uh, number one, in her international career, Abby Wambach scored 184 goals in 256 international matches. She is currently the leading all-time international scorer for men and women. That's right. Mm-hmm. She's the all-human best scorer in soccer. Okay. There we go. Sure. Shout yeah. out. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. We'll give and a- she was Abby Wambach a little. I was talking about the... Oh, yeah. Let's give it to her. I was talking about just the current ladies' team there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know? I think that's. I think that's a good little stat. Uh, number two, uh, if you're going to objectify players for what they look like, please do so for male players too. Let's hear some <laughs> amazement at how Al how, Al Horford can be pretty and good at basketball. Uh, all right. Interesting that she went off with Al. I don't even think Al Horford's the the best looking dude on the Celtics. Yeah, but, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it does it do it for me. But uh, your wish is our command. I think we jumped into it a little bit. We had Callie do it for Mab about you, but uh, let's yeah. objectify some dude athletes. Who's hot? Who's on your list? Am, most awesome. Oh man, yeah, exactly. So I could I could actually just drop 
just a whole professional sports team on you. Okay. Just a full a bunch of just a bunch <laughs> of hot peacocks you're, just strutting around. But you're just you're you're all looker like NFL team or something? Yeah, exactly. Oh no, but they're all on the same team. That's a that's a crazy thing. Oh, okay. Here's the thing is 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 uh, and the, and they'll come up later on in the in the pod here folks. Yep. But uh the head coach might be a schlub but the team is a bunch of fucking sex beasts. I'm talking about the New England Patriots. Sex beasts. Okay. Yeah. I saw you go They with are. That. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay, first off, you got TB12, my man. Right. My, my, uh, he is my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got, let's not sleep on, they just signed uh, Eric Decker. That's a hot piece of guy right there. Have you seen that dude? Yeah, Decker, yeah, De- Decker is, is a very good looking dude. Yeah. He's sure. a good for looking sure. dude. Plus, you got Danny Amendola, who's kind of yeah. got that brooding PED thing working for him. Yeah. Um, and you got and you got Gronk. Gronk's not a bad dude. He comes from a good line. He's, yeah. he's kind of a. a lot of, he's got if that. You like, he's kind of got that BDE. You know, he's just kind of like fun to be around. Like definitely like yeah. Kinda, oh, not for sure. A lot of BDE. Plus, he's kind of got that meathead thing. So if you're into that, you want to get sure. wild. Yeah. He's like that's your deal. Now let's go to the other side of the ball. Yep. Let's talk about the uh, about the McCourtney twins. Hmm. Let's talk about these Tay Dig looking motherfuckers. These guys okay. are some handsome <laughs> dudes, man. Handsome dudes. I'm just saying they run the table here. That's good. Don't forget, and, like uh, I think like Hogan has a little bit of just kind of like those uh, those uh, Wes Welker just kind of like eyeballs that kind of peer into your soul. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's got some. He's got some pools right there that you can just dive right into. You know what? Actually, take them over the top, and they lost this uh, for two yes. bad reasons. And to this emailer's point, we'll put him in uh, order of what's worse. So the first thing is his athleticism being a good quarterback but the most right. important thing that we lost him for is making this team sexy as hell and that's jimmy garoppolo yes although yes. he's like okay so he's, jimmy g yeah i mean he's classic like g is for good looking like h is for handsome <laughs> you look that up in the dictionary those little alphabet right. things you get as a kid and it's just like c is for car and there's a car h is for house it's just like g is for good looking it is this guy it's how you just kind of draw it up uh like went on a date with the porn star though that seemed that seemed a little little rogue little uh here's the thing that was a little low rent okay here's the thing here's the thing i don't want to spread rumors allegedly allegedly i don't want this isn't oh no i think we're above tmz here that's not our style right 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 right. you're right you're right but yes allegedly dated a porn star and hey look i'm not bashing the industry okay i'm 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 a fan i appreciate what these ladies do for work it's okay but jimmy g you're in you're in this you're in the east bay you can, you got lots of, you got lots of coin. Come on. Sure. Like, yeah, I, just, I, I get it. Get, get your, have your fun. But you know, that, is she someone to bring home to, to Mrs. To Mrs. G? <laughs> His mom. I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe so. Well, that is, uh, that just goes to show email us. It may be sports podcast at gmail.com. Who's the athletes you find sexy out there. We want to know about it. And this just shows we read all the emails on the air. Hit us up. And we true. will get what we can on there. We will leave no email unread, no stone unturned. We will dive in. Uh, I think we just objectified the fuck out of those dudes. Yeah, we fucking objectified the fuck out of the Patriots. Although I still got, <laughs> I don't know if I believe with Tom Brady, man. There's something about, I don't, I'm not feeling Tom. 
Uh, just sexually or, or yeah. just as well, I mean, he's a good, he's a good quarterback. There's just, sure, I don't, it doesn't sure. ring true to me. It's, it's kind of like, a like in high school, he's just like, Oh, am I, am I like attractive? And a bunch of girls are like, yeah, yeah. And then like, he had to ask his friend, like, and I still feel like he does that today. It's just like, Oh, like what would be like sexy? Should I just like wear for like wear Ugg boots? Is that sexy? They're like, yeah. Should I like kind of cut my hair short and spike a little? Should I grow it out? Like there's just a little, doesn't, it doesn't seem like it comes from inside. Like it's a little like trying to act the part. You feel me, bro. That, I, I I totally get it because because Giselle kind of definitely leads him like he's even said that like yeah. Giselle like does all this fashion stuff and I think about having that 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 BDE that big dick swag you gotta have like a little confidence and yeah. that's what chicks like at least that's what I've read online sure is that you gotta have you gotta have confidence in who you are does Brady have it he probably has it on the f- on the field but off the field uh, I don't know but those uh, those know. rings always help. Yeah, exactly. He can just throw that down on the table. All right, brother, you want to hit us with a parenting tip? Bring us to that jam. All right, M-A-M-A parenting tip. Glad to have it back, brother. It's been a bit of few episodes. We've had it has, listeners and had to do some emergency gambling and now we're back to the heart of this show mama parenting tips and this way uh, this week we are talking about life changes right yeah that's right um yeah you know it's uh you know it's it's uh this one is a little bit uh it's this has been some time coming uh you know i haven't uh been able to kind of talk with you guys about it uh but you know, I mean, that's the thing is, is being a, being part of a parent is is having kind of having those tough conversations or or different conversations that are going to kind of alter uh, your kids' lives. And uh, you know, Doctor Mrs. and uh, Mrs. the Commission, I have uh, and I've been kind of sitting on this for a little bit, and and I think it's kind of now time to to talk about it. Um, um so you know how like uh. uh um, what is it? Chris Martin and uh, what's the other one? They, they, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow, they talk about consciously uh, uh, uncoupling. Yeah. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Right. Um, so we're, we're actually going to do the opposite of that. Uh, we're going to consciously repopulate. And what I mean is, is we're going to have another kid, my friend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am sweating. I am red. Chris, I don't know if you're trying to walk me down. Oh, my God. That was so – I was like, I don't know how the fuck we're going to get through the gambling corner if he's like – Getting a one bedroom apartment or something? What the fuck's going on? Oh no, we could be better, oh, bro. You're man, a I just, piece I of wanna... shit. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, man. That's awesome. Thank That's you. Awesome, Thank you. Yeah. So, so the conversation, the life changes, <laughs> is that we 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 had to have to sit down and have the conversation with the two girls that we are having a third child, that their life is going to be uh, a, a different, and we're actually going to have a little baby boy. So. We're, the world's about to get a little bit broier, bro. Man, congrats! That's awesome. Thank you, thank you, brother. Yeah, it's uh, it was actually very again, and I think we've kind of preached on it in the parenting parenting tip here. You know, honesty. You know, sharing with them and sharing the experience about like what that means for them. Um, they were excited. It was really, you know, it was a really straightforward conversation. It probably also helped that they just had their cousins that had a a little baby boy just uh, a month ago too to kind of 
get that kind of walking around time. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's exciting. We just kind of shared with them what the what the next little bit will will change for them and 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 uh, how mommy is obviously going to be uh, a little bit. She's been she's been uh, a little <laughs> worse for the wear. Pregnancy is not easy uh, for the lady, so uh, she's she's doing awesome in that. But um, yeah, so it's just one of those things. We're just trying to, you know, kind of get everybody ready and everyone prepped for it. So awesome. not much, not not much of a tip, more of an announcement. Oh, but, I love uh, it! There you Thanks go, for dropping in the pod. Uh, obviously, that's how I found out. Uh, congratulations to Doctor right. Mrs. The Commish. So does uh, yeah. does kind of Commish? Does she remember at all? Like kind of not probably not really being an only child. Does she kind of take the lead with Commish 2.0 and just like, hey, this is like what it's like. Like I kind of remember like when you came in and it's just like this is kind of what's going to happen. For sure, yeah. I mean, she definitely has, like, really... Uh, she's taken to, like, being the, the big sister. Um, and I think even since we've, like, we've told them, we just told them just last week um, that uh, she really has definitely, like, glommed on to the fact that she needs to take care of her big sister now. And and Nora, or, or Kamisha 2.0, she definitely... She's kind of understanding it. She, she It's one of those things, like, same thing with... Kamish at like when it was kind of when her mommy's belly was getting bigger and we're reading all the the big sister big brother books and things like that she kind of got it but they they really don't quite fully understand until the baby is here um but they're they're both very excited for it they understand i think they're excited because i think we're gonna probably bunk them up in the same room and that's something they've been asking to do for a while so oh they actually they're a little excited for that they want to share a room they want to share it. We don't want them to share a room because I don't think that they'll actually sleep in their bedroom, but yeah. they want to. So they're they're pretty close. It's it's pretty cute. And uh, I think uh, Kamishette will definitely uh, set a good example uh, on being a big sister and what that means. So, um, And it's just one of those things, like, as, as a dad with, um, you know, now having, like, a middle child, you know, you th- I think you start to become a little bit more cognizant of the relationship that you have with that kid because – you realize, you know, your first child is your first child, and there's, there's always that kind of just unique kind of special bond that you have with that kid, and then your, you know, your second child, you have a different but still unique thing, and it's, and I've I've heard a lot of, you know, that middle child thing where yeah. people talk about that third kid, the baby gets a lot of that attention, and the middle child kind of yeah. feels kind of in this kind of valley of kids, if you will, so really trying to just be focused on making sure that we have. You know, myself and and Dr. Mrs. The Commish have like, you know, balanced time with both of them, especially now and just kind of trying to just make sure that they have a good sense of connection with you individually before the baby comes. So so that's about all. I mean, it's great. And no surprises. Uh, I know you're very you know conscious, uh, you and Dr. Mrs. Commish about parenting. So what's the game plan for kind of that? Uh, so right now your mind kind of goes to not having the experience from your family. I don't know if Dr. and Mrs. The Commish did, but that middle right. child kind of being you know, one of the things that seems to take a little bit more attention, maybe doesn't fall in there naturally and can kind of have the middle child maybe feel neglected. Do you just kind right. of uh, establish the relationship now? And is there like, is it always like maybe, I know they're not quite old enough now, but maybe have the one thing with each of them that you're really into, you know? Like, is it just like, we watch this movie with like, uh, you know, Commissette and then like Commissette 2.0, right. like really enjoys like playing this board game. So we always do that for her or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think right now they're, right now, Commission two point just whatever commission is into, she's into mm-hmm. in spades. So right now it's very easy. 
Um, and, and Dr. Mrs. The Commission is a middle child. So I think she's, she, and I think it's probably her, I don't, I don't and sensitivity might not be the right word, just awareness of it yeah, has made me more, yeah. you know, experience, right, has made me more aware of it. And she's very close with, with both her, her, her mom and her dad. Um, but I, you know, just kind of, you know, as growing up, you're just like, oh, you know, uh, you know, you kind of have these, like, just, it's all teenage feelings anyway. So I'm sure they're going to probably end up feeling it anyways. But as a parent, I'm just a little bit more cognizant of it. Uh, twofold is, is one is, is making sure that whether it's, we have our own thing or we just, you know, like I talked in one of the very first pods, just creating those free moments with your kids, whether, like I said, board games or movies or just like right now, Kamisha 2.0 really loves to listen to the tangled soundtrack from the, the Rapunzel soundtrack. So we go and, and actually Kamisha is down with her grandma and grandpa down at my sister-in-law's house and their cousin. So it's just us right now. It's just the three of us. So like I sit there and lay on the couch and we just listen to the music and snuggle and she likes it. And we kind of, I can't, I don't know the words. So I just kind of mouth the words and mm-hmm. we have fun that way. And we create those little moments. Uh, and so, yeah, so just trying to set aside a little bit of time for each one of them, uh, whether it's doing something they want to do or just doing something with them uh, is important. And the, the other thing on that is, is then, not doing or or making big life changes that are like for the baby you know what i mean because like i said we talked about putting them in the same room and they've wanted to do that so we'll probably do that a little bit before the baby gets here and the same thing we did with with commish at when commish at 2.0 came in there we took the crib that she was sleeping in and then we got her her big girl bed but we did it like uh maybe a month before it all happened so it was something for her, not because of. It's you know yeah, I mean? it's not. It's not like a cause and effect. Like this happened. Right. Like you're like you're kind of down on the just the rotation because this has to happen. No, that's that's good. Right, right. God, you right. you cagey piece of shit. Like I know. guys, you know, like during pre-bro, during text messages, during like right before <laughs> we fire this thing off, I was just like, "What do you call the MAMA parent tip?" He's just like life changes just like all fucking just like some dude i was just like what did, oh man all right well uh yeah, that's awesome go. oh uh, real fast is it uh i mean will he be called commish jr is that Ooh. She i haven't even thought about that do you want it yeah, bro? yeah don't let me throw it it's up. probably gonna be he won't be a junior in real life but probably not at least but uh, but Commission Junior or Commission Commission Junior Commission Junior. Oh, I like the I ring of that. I don't know. Play with it. Try it on. Walk around. Tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that's a lot of fun. Congratulations again. Congratulations, Doctor Miss the Commission. Thank you. That's uh, really exciting. All right, enough about you. Let's fucking get this show down on. Take us to the jam. <laughs> so let's leave it alone, cause we can't see eye to eye. All right, the first, the repeat in MAB Sports Podcast history happened last week after three. Oh, thanks, brother. I know that meant a lot. And here we are looking for a a, a four-peat, a quattro-peat. Can it happen? Your your birthday resolution has paid off. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yep, look at that. Set goals, people. Set goals. This week, we are talking about best chips we've been uh wanting to do this one for a little while um yeah yeah so going through this list i don't know about you 
MA, but I did have to run over to the closest bodega and actually grab a couple bags just to make sure, just do my research, make sure I was on right. point, make sure I knew what I was talking right. about. Yeah, no, I, 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 market research is an important part of the showdown. It's got to be done. Uh, all right, well, I am owner of the three Pete. I will take the ball out. I'm coming right out of the gate. This is probably my newest edition. Uh, bumped a couple off, but when I was just thinking about chips and just going through all of them, I couldn't get past it. Going the Kettle Brand Salt and Vinegar. Okay, <clears throat> like like gr- growing up, like vinegar, I wouldn't be caught dead with it. There, I think yes. vinegar is definitely like one of those acquired tastes, although I was always kind of into pickles, but that was more of a sour thing. But with this, it sure, was like sure. there's something like it electrifies the taste buds. Like when you get yes. a good salt and vinegar chip and those are like a little crunchier, like it's just like a great compliment to a sandwich. Like it just really kind of – it's tangy. It gives your mouth a buzz. Big fan. Big fan. Right. And, and the thing that I like about the salt and vinegar chips, because I'm a fan of these chips. Now they didn't make my top three because okay. they're not worthy. They're not worthy <laughs> of my top three. All right, relax. But the thing, that, okay, okay. Uh, the thing that I like is, is that I do think you gotta. It is like a perfect complement to a sandwich. Oh, you gotta. You, you gotta, took the words you, out of my mouth exactly. Like it is. It is a san uh, sandwich friendly chip for sure. Yes, because you can't just you can't sit down with a big bag of them and just just power through them just like binge watching on netflix it's not gonna happen you need a little like you know turkey you know club sandwich Mm. to break it up because it is too tangy you know what i mean they're very good they're big it's so funny too because i i I looked at a lot of kettle chips and i like kettle chips yeah but here's where i i pivoted on that and uh i looked at uh our friend's uh, just north of wherever kettle is made, I don't know where kettle's made. Sure, but I'm talking. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Cape Cod potato chips. I'm talking about the sea salt and cracked pepper chips. Ooh, now these okay. are these are a cousin to yours. I'm glad yeah. that these are both of our threes. Yeah, because here's another a little sophisticated. You've got the salt and you got a little bit of the tang of the pepper. Yeah, it's not so because you. Here's the problem with the with the vinegar chips. You can hit a hardcore vinegar chip. And it'll that'll that'll it'll suck mess, the yeah. life yeah, out it'll of your t- mouth. It'll, it'll shut, mess, yeah. shut one eyeball for a good like six to seven seconds. A little yes. lot of water come out. Sure, I don't know if pepper belongs right. on a chip. I'm going to be honest, brother. Like I never look. If it's sophisticated for your palate. I get it. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to separate. Uh, I usually have a bigger appetite than I do. Uh, these are great sandwich chips. I'm going to give myself six because I would have a six inch sub to go with my sea salt and vinegar, sure. and then I'm giving you a twelve because you're probably going to have a twelve inch sub to go with your salt and pepper Cape Cod chips. That's right. That's right. All in one sitting. All, all in one sitting. All in one sitting does not disappoint. I, By the way, if, if you get a 12 inch and you're like, oh, I'm sure. going to save the other half for later. You're lying to yourself. Don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So just eat it. Here's here's a here's a, a subway hack. And you know what? I'd, I would love for ATL to <laughs> email in oh, some ideas God. about subway sandwiches. Uh, uh, email us. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Defend yourself, sir. I'm about to tell your subway story. Not really. I'm not going to tell it on here. Maybe a tale from the frat. But I will say this. Right. Uh the cheat for Subway is if you ask them, if you want to do, like, turn, I mean, back in college days, I mean, hell, like, back in L.A. days, turn a 12-inch sandwich into two meals, ask them to wrap it separately. Don't oh, don't put Don't put the onus on you. Don't expect to come home, unwrap it, and be like, oh, that's kind of, that's all that Italian BMT I need. Because it's not. You need more. <laughs> but if you have to take the step to actually unwrap the other six inches, like, you get home, you put down the six inch that's wrapped. The other six inch, you wrap in that plastic bag, you put it in the fridge, 
you forget yeah, about you it. You tie it off a little bit. Tie, just loosely tie, tie it put, off. Put a, put a locker on there with like a combination that you only trust a friend with. Like just making it possible right. to get in that sandwich. Uh, right, right, right. All right, there's right, right. two good ones coming out of the gate. Um, all right. By the way, we could do a whole emergency pod just on ATL's uh, subway, subway sandwich. Experiences. Yeah, guys, right in. We gotta, we gotta figure out what that emergency. We owe. Lord, we have mercy. Oh, an emergency pod. Like, okay, just we'll give one little preview. Uh, okay. Had yes. someone throw away a sandwich because he asked for it toasted, but he likes it toasted one and a half time on just their automatic counter, and they accidentally let it go two times because you know they're helping out other fucking Subway customers that you can't just assign one sandwich artist to gym by himself, ATL. Uh, yeah, so I had him throw it away and start over. The amount oh, of... Oh, so good. One and a half times, uh, sir. One and not half. one and a quarter, oh, not man. one and... Not two... One and a half times. I mean, we can almost set a did, timer ourselves. Like, as soon as ATL hears this, like, that tech slack is going to Oh, my up. God. All right. By the way, how do you – do they even know how to set the timer for one and a half times? Like, I thought they just press a yeah, button. No, I think it's just you like – You can't, like, lightly I think it's touch just the button like, and call it good. I mean, we're, we're totally getting into this. Okay, he also, like, he has a specific <laughs> side of the sandwich he wants them to set the meat on. Like, it'll make the fucking sandwich taste different. It's just like they'll set it once. No, like, I, no, said, I said the north side of the sandwich, not the south side. <laughs> oh. oh, man. We could do an emergency bot on that. Okay, but it's not this one. Good on, lord. On to number Good two. Good lord. Okay, um, okay. I came with a classic. Love this one. Since I was a kid, uh, this is always a go-to. Always need to have a bag like once a month. Always an option when you're grabbing chips. You're at the craft service table, uh, road trip. Mm. Got to have one. I'm talking uh, chili cheese fritos. Ooh. You had to see that classic coming I bro. just had a bag of that I know. not too long ago. That's that a tale as old as time. Everyone's just yes. had a bag like a couple weeks ago and could go for another bag. The only slight I will give against it, it can they can be a little rich in salt, a little salty. Like it can be like yes. when you get down to the end of the bag, you're kind of weirdly like, that's all I need. I'm good. Like you I've never had to like I've never finished one of those like also, you get your money's worth with bags of Fritos because they pack those Fritos to the fucking top. Like most potato chips have air in the room. Like that thing is just a log of Frito chips. Yeah, like like our uh, our kettle and our Cape Cod chips. Like that's a, that's a solid fifty to forty percent full. Like yeah. there, it's never it's never the cup the bag never floweth over exactly. like it does for Fritos. Fritos is crazy, uh, and I will say this: original Fritos, uh, unedible, pass. Strong really? Pass. Yeah, just way, way too fucking salty. And there's not really a flavor there. It's just kind of like stale corn, like really, really salted stale corn. Pass. Right, right, right. Put right. some chili and cheese flavoring on that, like not natural flavoring, obviously. I'm in. Sure. Yeah, it's – yeah, they're good. And like I said, it, they they winked at me when I, when I sure, ate them because sure. I saw that. I was they're, looking at it. I was seductive. like, wait, what's up? Yeah. Hey, what's happening there? Chili cheese? I yeah. yes, please. Now, here's here's a thing that I don't like about the chili cheese. The the dust, you almost got to just eat them straight out of the bag, which which makes you, makes you feel kind of like a filthy pig. Yeah. Because the dust on them, the dust without the Frito for whatever reason does not like licking my fingers post chili cheese Frito, the yeah. dust on my fingers, not 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 an experience I like. No not not tasty mm. i don't really know what i'm doing and like you mentioned it before you kind of get that savory bomb at the end of the bag yeah that's true that that, that so, flavor that flavor really doesn't translate to anything else i mean here at the mab sports podcast brandana doesn't recommend licking your fingers after eating anything but uh you know hey like i don't know if kids sure. are around like the habits don't rub off on me 
But you so, are so, right on like there's nothing else like that flavor really works for. It's not like you throw those in right. some ramen noodles or like you spread it on like a <laughs> sandwich you're having. Like it's just kind of its own little thing and needs to exist in that universe. Yeah, yeah. You can't put them on a sandwich. You can't. You can't layer it. No. Um, little fun fact: the uh, the Frito, and I'm assuming the chili cheese Frito, uh, gluten gluten free, gluten free. Is that right? Yeah, they're corn. Oh, look at so that. They're gluten friendly. Look at that. All right, load up. For all those, load up. For all those uh, celiac disease people out there. I, I would say, wouldn't, um, you, wouldn't you say if you, had a, like, uh, if you had a stack, an emergency bunker, like these go inside your like, kind of your storm shelter, your bunker. Like It kind of seems like a chips that's ageless, like something you just want there to snack on. Yeah, yeah. These are like the, when you're in the, the nuclear bunker, these yep. are the ones you pull out on like – Thanksgiving Eve, night before Thanksgiving. Something nice, like, yeah. Oh, here's something the, nice. Here's, yeah, here's, the, here's the nice one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, so I'm going to go with my two, and I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to I'm going to dare I say that they've got they come in the best container in the chip fucking game. I'm going with Pringles sour cream and onion. Bro. Oh man, you hit on two of my strong passes. I pass on Pringles. Really? Pass on Pringles every fucking time. And I double down pass, get that out of my face on sour cream and onion. Please. You know, the next please. time Chris Allen steals chips from me, if they're sour cream and onion, just eat them all the live long day. That's a throwback to like episode three. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, here's now. Oh, come on. First off, the container is the best in the biz. There's no better container than the than the Pringles container. I mean, I guess even it, like the, if you even the snack pack if you're going is like, like a nice little small. If you're going on like a like, is it a camping trip? Like, are you you sitting on them? Like, I don't. Where are you storing them? Doesn't. Uh, well, first, uh, where are you not storing them? Okay, let me ask you that question. That's a better question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, they're Pringles, man. Well, here's the thing. I guess like yeah, if you're just walking down the street, which well, is I'm just saying, Pringles, usually you, you look like a weirdo. Here's here's a here's a three steps in getting chips. Uh, you pick them off the shelf. You give them the money. You open the chips. There, boom. You're already eating them. Like, why do we need kind of this safety, this armory that or, needs to be surrounded our or chips? You, or you're like, you're going down the chip aisle at the store, and you're like, oh, god damn. First off, it fits in my basket nice and easily. That's nice. And I don't sure. have to worry about every all the other hearty ingredients that I'm taking home getting crushing up my bag. <laughs> this container is great, okay? so And then it's got a great slogan. Once you pop, you can't stop, okay? So, so, so back mm. off. And sour cream and onion... Don't sleep on that brand, Dana. Don't sleep on that flavor. Sour cream and onion sucks. Uh, okay, I will Please, give you. Bro. I will. Please. I mean, you have points on. It is the best container. Uh, so I'm going to give you. Was that's probably like, what's uh, those containers about 14 inches high, 14 inches of chips. So you get 14 points. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm giving myself 20 because I just want some total that's more than yours. So it's uh, <laughs> oh, that actually ties it up. The fucking always a dead heat. That tied it up. All right, uh, 26. Where 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 at 26 all? 26 all, brother. Oh shit! Now, see, here's the thing. See, is, what is, is the I, thing? I, Tell I, me what I, the thing is. I, I know the thing is is like we're sitting here, we're we're necked up, yeah, and uh, and you're sitting on a three P brandana. I don't know if people the people the new pod listeners coming into this don't realize what the stakes are for most most awesome here that you're just sitting out here you could be on this is uncharted territory you could be sitting on that that faux peak that that would be hard to catch up to right uh i mean especially for you with me keeping score you'd almost need like four guests that like you like in a row and i don't think we've exactly had two guests in a row. So it would, would have tough. to be 
Dr. Mrs. The Commish, sure. Commishette, Commishette 2.0, <laughs> right, yeah. and my unborn son, just bing, bang, boom, like right in a row. Boom, we just need to have that Dawson right. month of interviews. Um, right. So And so and so here's the deal. I, I could sit there and throw out the 50 bomb on you, mm. but then I could also go 50 in the hole, too. Mm, yeah. And I, and I could say one of the sun chips... Because I feel like that that's in your in your ballpark, but I'm not going to. Okay, I was wondering. See what I did there? I did. I did like the I did the chest move where you you, you, you put you you your, your finger, finger on it yeah, and yeah, then you pull yeah. it right back. You're looking for tell. Uh, well, I'll give you a couple of my um, kind of my thoughts going in on this, my consolation bracket or what I thought, and then sure. maybe you want to take a stab. Um, so there was a so I don't have jalapeno chips on my list, and I wanted it because I do love jalapeno mm. chips, and I don't remember if some yeah. of my Kansas connection boys out there listening remember of a brand called it was either kraken or cracklin you might be familiar also it was like a it was exclusively uh exclusively midwest i believe but it was a picture of and email us in if you've heard of this because I, I tried to look it up i couldn't find it but it was like chips exploding out of the front of the bag was the image on the front and they had a jalapeno flavor the first jalapeno oh. chip flavor i remember and they were like it was the first like kettle like crunchy chips i remember too and they were so fucking good and i've been trying to find right. a match for that sense of a good jalapeno one and i just can't find it like uh the kettle brand that we talked about like those jalapenos are like weirdly sweet like i just can't find a right. good spicy jalapeno chip um and i almost had generic barbecue like the cheaper the barbecue chip, like the more MSG, this is fucking fake barbecue flavoring, the better. That's a really good chip. We're talking barbecue. We're talking like cookouts. Just throw those down. But what I did go for, for my number one, this is staying true to me. It might not be a fan favorite, but we'll have to hear it. I'm going with Flaming Hot Funyuns. Oh! Love that. I originally wrote Funyuns because you either like Funyuns or you don't. There's no middle ground. There's nobody, yes. somebody just like, oh, there's some Funyuns. Yeah, I'll have a couple. You either like get those right, the fuck right. out of my face or just like I'll take the entire bag. And then they came it's out such... flaming hot. Ooh, and it actually is hot. It's spicy. Get your fingers a little dirty, but it's worth it. Ah, uh, it's so yes. gross. They are so, so gross. Good. Funyuns are so gross. They're so good. Funyuns are the, are the like – if you're if you're writing a script about stoners and like what they eat, you're like, oh, it's Funyuns because it's got a funny name, but it's like, no, no one eats this garbage. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no one eats it. No, yeah, I, I feel like Funyuns get like the laughing stock because people talk shit on it, don't actually try it. Like a fucking Funyun is delicious. Delish. Mm, I don't know. Delish. Let's be. I lo- I would really like people to write in, especially when it comes up against my number one chip. What is it? Uh, really, really, really weigh in on what you like. If you like a flaming hot Funyun, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which just sounds like dirty sock water to me. It's good. Or, or, or you just go with probably just the the best. It's not. It's not of this world. It's not of nature. You don't know really what it, it's even made up of. But I'm talking Cheetos, bro. Oh, to the motherfucking house. Cheetos. I'm glad you didn't go. Okay. So I did have uh, I have flaming hot funyuns, which reminded me of flaming hot oh, yes. Cheetos, which Cheetos, are also yes. really, really fucking tasty. All right, so here, yes. um, I almost thought you were gonna say Cheetos, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm going, I'm going regular Cheetos." All right, here's and this here's the thing and, and to show I, that your boy Brandana yeah, does have a little bit of a uh, little bit of compassion. I can't let Kamish Junior. On the MAB Sports Podcast, <laughs> which you'll be a guest on one day, as Commissette will, as Commissette 2.0, but 
But on the, right, 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 like, right. on the announcement on this podcast that he is going to enter the earth, I can't. I can't, I I can't any, let him sound like that. Any points, here's, here's what I also give you. Like, I, I was the last one square. that you did mention a chip that was also in kind of the subcategory of my main chip because I do love Flamin' Hot. Cheetos, congratulations, brother. Right. I'm going to give me 100, and I'm going to give you, let's see, nine months times 30, doing the best I can. 30 days in a it's month. 270. You're pregnant for nine months, 30 days, 270. 270. Yeah. 270 <laughs> to 126. There you go, brother. Congratulations. Three peat over. That's a good chip round. Bow, 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 bow. We both yes. brought the heat. I brought the literal heat with the flaming Hot Funnies. You brought the literal heat. So good. And I almost thought, I almost thought you were going to throw flaming Hot Cheetos in my face because of uh, our and it would have could have oh, our relationship is hot out of carpet. is from the wire can't can't get hot out of carpet for when I still don't remember that story correctly after all these years like what got me to watch <laughs> the wire and I'm constantly like no he said like and you're like no I didn't say it idiot I didn't say it I, I didn't say it and we we had a uh, listener Joe on who was there and yes. we forgot to confirm him one way or the other so listener Joe right in there uh, let us know if you remember it. The whose story you remember? Yes. More similarly. Yes. Check it out. Uh, okay. Now we are going on to let's do it. I think we have a little time. Uh, we are up against it, but we just we're learning to budget our time well, like responsible. That's right. Podcasters. Even though we've we got, even though we've both got hard outs, we can do it. Oh, uh, let's make it happen. Bring us to that jam. <laughs> All right, the Bran Dana Gambling Corner. Mm. This is segment seven of eight of the NFL Futures, and we're getting them in just under the wire this week. That's right. But this one is the AFC East. That is the Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, and uh, holy fuck, is this a shitty fucking division. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the uh, the flaming dog shit pile division. Uh, and, and and I don't think did we mention this that we're recording this on Thursday, kind of as the first round of uh, preseason week one games are going. So if anything dramatically happens to any one of these teams by the time this drops, this is your 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 notice on this that uh, you know if uh, if if my boy TB12 gets uh, run over by a golf cart, <laughs> yeah, you know we, res- we don't we, we reserve don't know the rights to release an right. emergency pod and say wipe that off the leaderboard. Right, uh, right. So I, I think you'd agree this is, before we hop into these futures, this is the weakest division in the NFL. Yeah, that's, I really, I, I uh, right. That's well, almost and, a no-brainer. And, and butting up against the, the, the um, Brandana Gambling Corner last week for the AFC South. I mean, this is, I think that these are, the, we've done the probably the two weakest divisions back-to-back yeah. here. Uh, the, the AFC is not looking quite as strong as the NFC. There's just not. You got your 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 Pats and your uh, your Steelers and 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 Chiefs for the Chiefs fans out there. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> not because you not because you, you believe it. You just like like listenership. Well, I just, so no, I know your want, audience. I, I don't want it, I don't want seventy thousand text messages blowing up. But <laughs> um, but no, keep them coming. We love them. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a rough division because you have the Bills. 
that are uh, I'm not really sure what they're doing. So let's let's get yeah. into the before we get well, into I, I, I wanna, yeah, I, I want to say this real fast too. Like I even want to take a step further. I want to say not only is this the shittiest division in football is this the shittiest division that you've ever seen since you've watched the NFL? Like, I'm not fucking exaggerating. Like, all these, like, quarterback changes and stuff, and I know, like, back when it was the AFC, like, but still, like, the AFC Central, when it was, like, the uh, the Bengals, the Browns, the Steelers, and all that. But it still right. felt like the Steelers did kind of had a run, and when they didn't, like, the Bengals peaked a few times. And this has a Patriots team, and I know we'll get into it, and I can end it at this, right. but I just want to kind of make this case. It does have a Patriots team that is probably on the downswing. There's not a single yeah. team here that is on the uptick. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think um, because both the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets are there. I mean, the Jets and the Bills, everyone's just trying to figure out what's going on with it. So let's let's give them the over-unders, and then yeah. we can kind of dive right into this. Okay. So we have got uh, the New York Jets at six wins. We've got the Buffalo Bills at six and a half wins. We've got the Dolphins at six and a half wins. And then we've got the Patriots at 11. Um so let, do you want to start with the Patriots here? Uh, let's uh, let's start from the bottom. Work up. Uh, I, 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 will, okay. I will say this: uh, I am under on every single one of these, and this is probably the biggest combination of if you tally them all up, like the most I've been under on something. But uh, let's start. Let's start sure. with the. Uh, let's start with the Bills. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Well, the, the the Jets have six wins. Okay, let's start. Start with six. Oh, let's start with the Jets. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're all they're all dogs. So I guess my point so my, I, my point real fast last year with the Jets, and this will tie on with what I was saying earlier. Then I'll let it go. Is the Jets did over overperform a little bit with kind of that right. team they had together, uh, McCown, right? And then uh, they McCown, had yeah. kind of uh, ASJ and uh, the Robbie uh, Robbie Anderson kind of a mm-hmm. new yep. wide receiver on the scene. And they were kind of fun to watch. They were interesting. And now they're shaking up the main position and have all these young quarterbacks. And I don't see what the fuck they're going to do with them. Right. And you've got Todd, uh, Todd Bowles, the the head coach who basically this is his last year. There's no, uh, the owner Johnson is, is not going to let this go on for too much longer. Um, you've had a little bit of, uh, you know, you've had a little infighting within the clubhouse, and you've had a little uncertainty. And you've got McCown there, uh, you've got Bridgewater, who they they got from the Vikes, go Vikes, uh, and and then and then you've got Darnold, who's the 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 top three pick um, in the draft there. And you've also you've had you know basically Bowles was like a defensive guy coming over from the Cardinals way back when, and the defense was kind of stout, but now is kind of like where 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 are we you know where are playmakers? You got Jamal Adams in the back. Uh, the safety there, but the defensive line, Leonard, Leonard, uh, uh, was it Leonard Marshall, the the defensive end? He, um, that's really it. There's not, there's not the same fear. Sheldon uh, Richardson's gone, you know. So the who's who's bringing that fear in that defense? Yeah. So uh, I have met three wins. Where do you have met? Yeah, I had him at three, and I said if 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 everything shakes their way, I can't see them getting more. Than five wins, so I would I would take that under because I've got their wins at the Dolphins. The I you know they could win against the Browns, and I've got them splitting one with the Bills. Yep. I had the Bills. I thought um, maybe hosting the Broncos, they could pull a win out there if they're going to creep into kind of that fourth or fifth win. But I think this is yeah. definitely like a quick at, lock that money in from Ma and I on the Brandana gambling corner. What was your other point, brother? Yeah, 
I no, I, I just I had a highlight above the Broncos or the Bears. Is I, I was like, those are two games because I think they're at home that they could, you know, again a home team you could sneak out a win. But again, I'm not seeing anything shake up past five wins. So I I take that under. Yeah, and let's remember also. Uh, I know we'll get into it when we close with the Patriots, but uh, each of these teams have to play the Patriots twice. So there you go, and they're shitty teams. So boom. Right, right, and and yeah, and the 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 the. The Jets play the Pats in the back half of the season, one right after the um, right after the uh, bye week. So that Pats game after the bye week, that's if you're looking at Sam Darnold, if the, sh- if the season has just gone to shit, is that where they roll him out with basically two weeks of prep to go up against the, the Pats? Yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I don't like that game for them. So. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, so on from the shittiest of shit to shitty shit. Who we got next? Right. The Bills. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the Bills. You were you're chomping at the shit to get to the Bills. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got him at uh, I had him at two and a half, and then I bumped him up to three for home field because uh, hosting sure. some games at the end of the year. Buffalo's always going to be fucking snowy and cold. So when you have a team like the Jets coming up there, or I'm not to talk shit on your team, but even like Roland Sam or not Sam Bradford, uh, Roland your boy, uh, the Lions out there, fucking um, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Yeah, that could be that could be a tough game for the Lions. But that, but yeah. The- oh, I would, I would hope it would be a tough game for the Lions, yes, uh, or for the Bills. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate their. You've got the Ravens, the Chargers, the Vikes, the Packers, the Titans, the Texans, and then the Colts. Like that's yeah. that's the first game in their schedule that I'm like, yes, that's the game that they should. I feel like they should win. Yeah, that's a great point. Like honestly, you just start at the bottom of this, and like you did, that's perfect. And it's just like, hey, say stop when you have a case for possibly a win. And that doesn't right. even happen until fucking week eight. Right. That you could even start and, making and, a case. And let's talk about their quarterback situation. Yep. You've got A.J. McCarron, who's the backup from Cincinnati. Right. You've got Nathan Peterman, who had the, the worst half of football. Chargers. From, yes. And then you've got Josh Allen, who is not ready to contribute at all. Big arm, rough now edges. Yes. Now let's factor in that depending on how the the allegations with LaShawn McCoy and his you know his allegedly like hiring somebody to beat his ex-girlfriend up yeah. if this comes to light who's 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 carrying that offense yep how are they going to move the ball down the field yep absolutely yeah uh we don't dive too deep on whatever legal matters or alleged shit yeah, here. Yeah. like we're just, I mean, we're just talking about it from a win perspective and that's what this right. fucking section is we don't dive into that shit and absolutely like that is like, uh, but you got you got to calculate that you got to yeah, factor. No, 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 absolutely. Like, and with, what if? With uh, and like even like I think to your point too, you have Kelvin Benjamin who could be a playmaker. Like he still is a wide receiver who you have to get the fucking football to. And there's been plenty of stories right. of just like talented wide receivers, and there has to be some way to get him the football. And I don't. Right. I just there's so much just inexperience at the quarterback position for like a kind of mm-hmm. uninspired franchise that it's just like uh, it's a tough pill for me to swallow on. I don't like like those first games you mentioned. Like even if they could start like getting a little something together, like you got you know Jacksonville out of the bye week, uh, you know closing with Patriots, yet Vikings, Packers, yeah, that's a lot of tough teams. Yeah, I mean I I just don't see them getting past seven wins. I just don't I just don't see it. 
here's what I do see him getting past seven uh, folding tables because I do see him crashing. <laughs> Bill's Mafia Bill's crashing Mafia. a lot of folding tables. Shout out there to Bill's go. Mafia. I, I like, I like exactly. uh, no matter what goes on to keep yourself entertained. I'll give it a little bow, 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 to the Bill's Mafia. Bow, bow, bow. Bill's Ma- yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's hashtag Bill's Mafia. Uh, so it's, yeah, let's get them. Get them listening. Uh, so Bill's is yeah. six and a half, you said. We both have them at a struggling three. No fucking way they're getting a seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's probably, that's almost like our lock of the entire series on this. Yeah, I would say. We've had a couple pretty good solid locks on here, but I would definitely say that one. Okay, so let's sure. uh, let's fly, sure. fly through the Dolphins. Uh, I'm pretty close. You said they were a six and a half, right? I got them at five. Yeah, six and a half. I got them at five. Whatever. This, yeah, I have them. I, I'm between four and six. Yeah, I mean, there's some, you know, like this is going to be. I think year after year we talk about how a little bit more of the league becomes just like mediocre football. Like some of these games I can't wait to not fucking watch. Like uh, Dolphins at Bengals, who fucking knows? Uh, strong right. pass, not watching that. Like, you know, Dolphins, Jets. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get that. I have them possibly sweeping the Bills. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be closer. It, it could be, you know, they could have kind of a new energy there with the new coach, and it could be – interesting and fun to watch or you know Tannehill could kind of put something together or it could just be a fucking shit show I, I don't have any idea but it's going to land somewhere around that six and a half number yeah 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 I think it's I would stay away from this one yep. just because I do think like there are a couple what if games I mean they got week three the Raiders and if that shit goes off the, the tracks I mean that could be a game that they could still uh, steal you got the Bears the Jets You've got the Bills. I mean, if they take both from the Bills, you, you're kind of, and you got the Colts, you're kind of knocking on the door. Yeah. So it really depends on Adam Gase. This is, you know, his second year coaching them. And then Tannehill coming back. Year. I think uh, I think it's one of those things, like, if they can vibe and get a little chemistry, you know, they got Jarvis Landry out of there, but they got they got Amendola uh, in. And I think, uh, I think they could have a little bit of some weapons to go around for, for Tannehill. So, but yeah, but I, I don't. I don't see them getting a seven. So if you really are, are hard up for a bet, you could take that under. Guy, you know who should spot the bet? That's uh, Brock Osweiler. Fucking took the league for a fucking <laughs> run on those paychecks. God, what a fucking Ooh. man! He's oh, you like that? Is, you like that one, bro? Was that 30, hot? hot take? Uh, no, I was just hey, man. Anybody look him and uh, Chase Daniel, who can get paid for just basically doing nothing. I I, I mean, not nothing. I mean, they let the show up and work out. Mm-hmm. But damn, yeah. man. That's some that's some duckets for some for some backups. Oh fuck! All right, let's uh, finish with these New England Patriots. Man, I th- right. I thought I popped them high at ten. I almost I got through that number, but I couldn't help it. I was going through there. I have them, you know, sweeping the division, which I had to check the stats on that. That can't happen very often at fucking all to sweep like right. all your division opponents. But their their schedule is not like insane. The non division opponents that have some wins, you know, like. A Lions, a Texans, you know, like they just, right. they just, they're the, they're going to be the team that every other team circles on their calendar, but they like that. Right. They like right. that and they, they feed off right. that. So it'll be, uh, <laughs> and the big thing also is Tom Brady is fighting father time. I know this is the most probably overstated fucking statement in all of preseason football right now in sports. It's just like, when's it going to catch up with him? When's it going to, the bottom line is it is going to catch up with him. Okay. At some point, And it's just going to be gone and he's not going to look the same. It might be this year. It might not. It might be next year. It might not. But when it does happen, it's going to be a completely different team because without Tom Brady, that team is no longer the elite, like just dynasty franchise. It was right. Right, right, and they traded away Jimmy G. You know, so yeah. there's no there's no heir apparent in there. So 
but here's the here's the teams. I have them. I have them twelve and four because I Ooh. have them getting six six wins in the division. Yep. And I look at Jags, Vikes, Steelers, Chiefs, Packers. So what is that? That's one, two, three, four, five. Five games that are their their most difficult games on the schedule. Yeah. You got the Texans, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Colts, the Bears, the Bills, Titans, Jets, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. Yeah. So of that, so that that's that's eleven and five, right? Yeah. If with excluding the or eleven wins right there, excluding the five there, they're not taking one from the Chiefs or the Steelers or the Packers even. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just feel like they could squeeze a game. They're they are the Patriots for a reason. I, I I'm I would say their their pass rush, which is a big Achilles heel of them last year, is up. They've got some signees, Adrian Claiborne. Um, they've got the rookie last year, Derek Rivers, who tore his ACL. Going to add a little pass rush to it. Here's the big question mark for me, for them, is on the offensive line. You've got a rookie left tackle, Isaiah Wynn, that they drafted out of, out of Georgia. He's the smallest left tackle in the NFL. He's only 6'2". For those listeners, left tackles are kind of in that 6'5 to 6'6", the long arm. So the shorter you are, the less likely your arms are going to be long. And they got a rookie running back in Sony Michelle. Now, they like to do running back by committee, but they invested a lot on him. So if he can carry the load, maybe it'll stave off a little bit of father time. But I worry about that left side with uh, because then after that is Adrian Waddle, who is uh, was a right tackle for the Lions, who we let go, who didn't, who didn't work out well. So the depth at the left tackle position is not, not great. But, uh, but even still... They can scheme well enough to win out those games, and uh, and poach one from those those five that I said. Well, there you are, folks. You heard it here first. If you're a little shorter, your arms won't be as long. Thanks, most. Awesome. That's right. You you are. <laughs> that's a, a most awesome anatomy. Man, tip. fucking next to, physician ne- over next, here. He does it all. <laughs> next to the BDE, we're talking arm length. Uh, all right, great breakdown, brother. I totally agree. It's gonna be. Um, God, what's that word? A terrible fucking division to watch this yeah. year. But uh, yeah. But Tom Brady will keep your interest. All right, well, I definitely think uh, to that, the Brandon Gambling Corner sign-off from, for me and most awesome, is get your money on that Bills under and get your money mm. on that fucking Jets under. Lock it up. That's I right. also uh, maybe email most awesome. Send me a text, remind me, or email listeners. Let us know at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to look up what the odds are for the New England Patriots to sweep their division. That's got to be interesting. Um, Ooh, yeah. I am an odd setter, so I'm going to say right here, I will set it at, ooh, I, I want to say, I'm going to say plus 250. Somewhere between plus 250, plus, I'm, I'm going to say plus 275. Plus 275, so 100 wins you $275 plus your original 100, so that would be $375. Those are probably the odds for the Patriots to sweep the division because it's not easy ooh. to do, but we'll see. Would 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 you lay that hundo? Would you lay that hundo? That's a good question. Uh, I mean, the that payoff is right. I mean, that that number seems right. It would just be, you know, it all seems like gravy until you got fucking New England at Miami, where they're notoriously bad, or you know, it's fucking right. it's snowing in fucking Buffalo, or fucking Tom Brady's being fucking carted off the field. <laughs> like all that would yeah. be like going against the money. All right, guys, uh, we are up. A, well, real uh, you weigh in, MA, real quick. Uh, would you take that money? Plus 275. Not for uh, – plus 275 at 100 bucks. 
Yeah, no, I was thinking of taking it, but then you laid out all those reasons. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck that. No way. Uh, Forget that. All right, uh, let's finish this motherfucker off. MVP, who you got this week, brother? Um, well, I was going to go with, with Coach Jim Harbaugh because he, uh, he didn't want his players to eat chicken because he thought it was a nervous bird. Um, <laughs> but, but, but how on any other podcast can I not go with Dr. Mrs. The Commish? who is just growing the air pod apparent to most awesome in her, in her, uh, in her belly there. So I'm going to go with Dr. Mrs. The commission. I love her. She's a wonderful lady. And, uh, sorry for, for, for scaring you there no. earlier, Brandana, but I, just, I did it for, for dramatic sh- for the, for the pod. Oh man, you fucking got me, bro. That's weird. When we were pre and <laughs> last time, I feel like she said, she said hi, but she kind of poked her head in. Like she made, she was avoiding like me picking up something on the belly, like her across in the background. Oh uh, yeah, no, she's not. She's not friend. really showing. Yeah, yeah, she's not. I think I think she was just peep. She's just peeping in. But okay. yeah, you're you're yeah, you're good. All right, all right. Uh, I'm going with the Miami Dolphins coach Adam Gase. Uh, he named oh. both Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore as starting running backs. And a reporter asked him why he did that, and he said, "Yeah, to be an asshole." I like coaches that are keeping it light in these fucking dog days let's all get over ourselves with all the cloak yeah. and dagger stuff we think that's going on and i think it's a little bit of hats off to one of the most respected backs in the league still playing right now frank gore so i, th- I think it was a classy move while simultaneously being like uh just kind of keeping it lighthearted, fucking around a little bit yeah and we didn't talk about frank gore in last last week's pot about uh hall of famers but I, I, you got to oh, put yeah. Frank Gore in the Hall of Fame, yeah, right? Yeah, I think. Like, yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, especially like I, I think part of your part of your pie that you talk about also like if it's kind of the respect of your teammates or kind of the league. Like yeah. I don't know. I was listening to another podcast and just like the reputation of Frank Gore is just like does the work, like obsessed with the work. Like he's just right. He's a gamer. He's in. Plus, plus you 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 don't realize, but he's like a top five yardage guy. Oh, really? You know I what was, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like quietly breaking off like those long runs because you know for me like the last five years I just remember him kind of like tripping and falling down after three yards. But you forget like there's always kind of that like eighty yard scamper that'll break out and be like Jesus, he still got it. Right, right, and he's yeah he plays it all well and like you said, great teammate. So yeah, uh, looking. I don't know if he's a first ballot so. I don't know if he's going to go and have his, uh, you know, his announcement at the, <laughs> sure. at the U. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, okay. Uh, all right, that brings us to, well, before we jump into it, because uh, we'll phase out of it, guys, go ahead and subscribe. Leave five stars. Search MAB Sports Podcast. You found that somehow you're here. Uh, leave a comment. Let your friends know. That is how we grow. And I think I've said it probably the most I've ever said it, but send us an email. MAB Sports Podcast. That's sports plural at gmail.com. And this week's... 60 second tail from the frat. Before you jump on that, uh, where can they find us on social media? Most awesome. If they're looking at Instagram mm-hmm. or uh, Twitter, yeah. get us at MAB underscore sports with the motherfucking ass. Hit us up. Hit it. Tweet at us. And we got a Insta us, bro. special us little gift. I'm so excited. I can't stop bringing it up. Uh, Most Awesome is going to provide the 60-second tale from the frat, and I'm just going to drop one word, a compound word, I believe, uh, bulldozer. What do you bulldozer. got? What do you got for us, bulldozer? Buddy? Yes. So uh, this is going. This is going way back in the day, back into the college college era. 
Uh, so we're, we're, we're past the statute of limitations as uh, my legal counsel, Brandana, has advised me. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm going to go back with, with, my, with my good friend, John A., uh, my college roommate, one of my best bros from uh, back in the day. Uh, we went up, and, and it's coincidentally, it's right around this time of year, right? So when kids are starting to go back to college. Uh, if it's bulldozing season, bros. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so you go back to uh, you go back to campus, and it's kind of like we went back up to school right before one of the like the 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 weeks before everyone kind of gets there, and the the parties really start jumping off. So we, we're we're moved into our apartment, and uh, we decided to go down to the, the the liquor store and each get a thirty rack of Natty Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it was like $9 and about $3 of that was uh, bottle return. So <laughs> good quality stuff that we're, that we're drinking on that. And we're just hanging out. We're drinking beers. And um, right next to our apartment complex, they were building up like another unit in the apartment complex. So there was this bulldozer basically parked in our parking lot. So what do John I, John A and I decide to do as we get knee deep into that 30 rack? We decided to go down there and let's have some fun with this bulldozer. Let's see what's going on. So we didn't think anything of it. We just like go up there and we open up the door to the cab and it opens up. And we're like, holy shit, we can just waltz right in here. So I, your your boy Most Awesome hops into the seat and we're just, and I remember because you couldn't really fit two people in there. So Johnny's kind of like half in the cockpit a little bit, like standing up. We got our beers here. I set the beer on the thing and I'm playing with the steering wheel and there's like a little walkie talkie and we're like, hey, 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 niner, niner and being all stupid or whatever. And then as I look down, I see a glimmer, something shining at me, and it's the keys in the bulldozer in the ignition. So I don't know if you've ever found yourself in this position, Brandana, but um, th- you've got to turn this thing on. I mean, the keys are in there for a reason. Right. It's, it's, it's uh, destiny. So I turn it over, and that thing just starts to rumbling. And now Ooh. the lights have all lit up. Ooh. Things are lighting up. And it's just like, <laughs> all right. So then I go, all right, well, what's this thing do? And I hit it. Boom! The bucket goes right into the ground, rocks the cab oh, back. <laughs> Johnny's holding on to it, spilling his beer all over the cab. Okay, all right, all right. Don't do that one. Release the lever. Bucket goes up. What's drive on this thing? Okay, it's kind of like a, like a column shift. Okay, so here we go. Now I'm just cruising around in the bulldozer, sure, yeah. just cruising around. And there, and I mind you, we're not the only people there. There are other people there, uh, not watching us, but their cars are parked. So, uh, you know, yeah. they they say don't don't drink and drive, but that's really what I was gonna say. Like when you're driving a bulldozer, yeah, I was like, luckily if the cops come up, probably the fact you have beers in there is the least of your concern by the time the cop gets right, up there, right? So we just decide, and then like we're cruising, just doing hot laps around the the parking lot, around in and around cars, right? Mm-hmm. We're just doing just kind of figure uh, big ovals, and then and, and I and I don't know, like I I can't remember if I made the 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 uh, decision not to take it out onto the street, which is probably the best decision I made. Yeah, we just quietly parked it back, but we wanted to park it far away from where where they did it. And then I parked it, and then I wasn't really sure how I could get it into park, and I was worried because there was a little bit of a slope to it. So I just dug the bucket like into the, like basically into the parking lot ground, problem solving, just to make sure it wouldn't like roll. But yeah, yeah. just so, like I, I'm considerate. I'm not going to just like, like do yeah. total carnage, sure. you know. And if I and if I had nicked somebody's car, I would have left a note. <laughs> yeah. So so I so I dug it in there, 
go back in there. Ha ha, it's great. Oh, I do remember my buddy John A. then ripped his shirt off and wrapped around his head because he was worried that there was cameras in the parking lot, mm-hmm. which there there wasn't. But at that point, bro, it, the the cat was out of the bag. We were we we had uh, committed theft on this on this bulldozer. So then we run back up into our apartment, drink some more bills, have a good laugh on it, pass out. The next morning I wake up and we've got the window kind of, you know, just letting the, the cool breeze in here. And I just hear this diesel engine rumble into the parking lot. And I look up and it's one of the contractors who's there to start his day. Yeah. And I shit you not, he's literally standing where they parked the bulldozer, where we took it from, looking down at the ground and then looking all the way across the parking lot yeah. at the bulldozer, looking at the ground. Looking at that, and I was just like sitting there, just just quietly laughing to myself. Yeah. It's like, look, man, what were you expecting? You left the cab unlocked and the keys in the ignition in a college town two weeks before school starts. What were you expecting? Well, look at that. He snuck in another little MAMA parenting tip. If you own a bulldozer, take the keys inside with you. Yeah, it's the responsible thing to do. Thanks so much, Most Awesome. We're doing this on a short week. Uh, appreciate you jumping on, knocking out the pod. I am Brand oh, Dana. Yeah. Why don't you sign yourself off, Most Awesome? Look, I'm a, I just threw myself through this podcast so you can call me Bill's Mafia. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Oh.